Well, hello, and thank you so much for tuning into the Todd Coconato podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. Welcome to The Remnant Warriors. Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. Hey, I want to tell you guys, I got a lot of great feedback about Wednesday's podcast, and I know I did not post a podcast on Thursday. Please forgive me. Uh, I'm two days behind, so I'll be posting my car message from uh, Thursday and then also this podcast, which you're listening to now. And uh, the reason why uh, I was traveling and I was down in Florida, uh, actually stopped in uh, to a pastor's conference, but I was actually down there for another reason. And uh, all that to say, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia tonight, and uh, and then I'll head back uh, home tomorrow and be uh, home for the weekend. But um, thank you guys for your prayers. We are out here fighting really, really hard for our country. And uh, many of you said that you were encouraged that I was finally speaking about certain issues that we have not talked about in the Christian community. And so I'm going to continue to do that tonight. And uh, we just want to invite the presence of God. So Lord, I thank you for this time. I pray that you would anoint me right now to speak the truth. I thank you for these precious remnant warriors. I pray that protection over them and their families favor, blessing, comfort, uh, and wisdom, strategy, uh, everything that they might need right now, according to your riches and glory, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So anyways, I want to uh, talk to you guys. It's kind of like a continuation, but we had gotten into some pretty deep stuff, some pretty dark stuff on Wednesday, and I didn't know how you guys were going to respond. I got many letters, very, very positive. In fact, only you know a couple normal hateful emails that people send, but overwhelming good. And that's good because I really feel on my heart. It's like, you know what? Either now or never, either we talk about these things now or we never do. And we have to address these matters head on because this is what's happening in our country. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick certain subjects and we're going to just go into it. And what I would advise you to do if you want is get a paper and pen and write down the key word or the phrase or whatever it is that I say to look into, because I always say, don't take my word for it, even though I think I'm a pretty trust, trustworthy guy, but don't take my word for it. Um, ask the Holy Spirit, first of all, can I listen to this guy? Is this man telling the truth? Is this man somebody that I can trust? I, I say that about everybody because the Bible says, test the spirits. There's nothing wrong with asking the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and discernment. If he says, yes, this man is trustworthy, that's good. I hope he does say that. Uh, and then secondly, um, you know, go and do the research on your own. I encourage everybody to do that because that really helps us. And, and I would say, make sure, you know, this is extracurricular because the main thing that we should be studying is the word of God and going deeper in our faith. This is extra. It helps us to be watchmen on the wall and also to be able to um, give this type of information to wake others up because there's a lot of people that are still asleep. So with the financial system, we're going to kind of get into this today, the financial system. Now, what I believe from a spiritual standpoint is we're getting closer and closer to the eventual rollout of the mark of the beast, which it was amazing to me. I found out some of my friends were at a tech conference in Europe. I think it was in Germany a few years back, and they gave me all types of information about what they were talking about. This was like a one of the biggest tech conventions in the world, and they had mentioned something called the global brain global brain. Now that sounds crazy. What do you mean global brain? It sounds like a sci-fi movie. But what they were saying is, is that what they're doing with the internet of things is there, there's a lot of connectivity. 
So in other words, this Internet of Things or this 5G technology, which they need for the Internet of Things, and, and if you notice, almost everything's going 5G now. Well, they needed the 5G networks and that speed in order to roll out the Internet of Things. So now we're in the rollout phase of the Internet of Things. So the Internet of Things is just a bunch of smart devices. Uh, it's going to get so ridiculous that you know T-shirts are going to have uh, chips in them. And they're going to be able to do certain things, certain functionality, shoes. Um, you know, they already have it where a lot of appliances and refrigerators and televisions, you know, televisions have cameras in them, a lot of them. And some of them are also able to listen kind of like Siri and, you know, the Amazon Alexa and things like that. So they're, they're constantly listening as well. So your home, when, it's, when it has the Internet of Things and all the connectivity, the 5G networks, is literally going to have all these interconnecting and, and I just hate to tell you, but it already does to some extent, but it's even going to get worse to where there's going to be so much uh, possible monitoring of almost everything you do, conversations that you have. And the thing that I get a lot from people when, when I mention this type of thing is they'll say, well, I don't really say anything that I'm worried about. And I get it. And I understand like, you know, they'll say, I'm not doing anything illegal, so I don't have anything to worry about. Totally, totally get your point. Totally understand what you're saying. But remember, we still want privacy as individuals, we still want to be able to have conversations with our spouses or our friends or our family members. And we don't want Big Brother listening to that. But that, that's what this Internet of Things actually avails is the opportunity for listening devices and others to monitor us, uh, in-home camera systems. Um, you know, these, like I said, these smart technology devices like the appliances and things. And so they have uh, the capability to listen. Some of them have the capability to, uh, you know, show via camera what's going on, and I think that's just a little crazy. In fact, one of the reasons, this is crazy, I found this out, that some of these smart TVs have gotten so cheap is because they have these devices, and I guess there's some type of incentive that they want them in your home. So it's kind of Orwellian, and if all the other things weren't going on simultaneously, maybe it wouldn't you know, necessarily set off uh, the alarm bells that it does for me, but when you put the 5G networks and the Internet of Things together with the monetary system and the direction that we're headed, it's very, very uh, possible for us to now see how this Mark of the Beast system will be rolled out. And when I heard uh, several years back when this was all kind of being talked about and it was more in the preliminary stages, you know, we were very interested to hear about 5G technology and these Internet of Things devices. And, you know, we kind of it was like new to us. You know, now we're seeing it roll out. And so, you know, why are you mentioning this, Pastor Todd? Well, I'm mentioning it because there's been a lot of new developments this last year. For one, you know, they, they started the censorship a few years back of, of conservatives and Christians online. We saw a lot more. It really ratcheted up in the Trump era. And certain people have been what we call deplatformed, meaning they literally are not allowed to have a platform uh, you know, a, a Facebook page or a Twitter or, you know, YouTube. And then the censorship just got more and more intense. You know, they started going after their pay. And I've actually had some issues with this too, but they, you know, PayPal shuts somebody down or, uh, you know, because they don't like what they're talking about, you know. And so there's, there's certain people I know that can't use PayPal and then other uh, payment systems, you know, and, and it just goes on and on. Uh, Mike Lindell has had a lot of challenges uh, recently. They, you know, they took down his Vimeo. They took down my Vimeo, by the way. Um, so, you know, there's all different types of censorship that's going on right now. If they don't like what you're saying, uh, they, they turn you off. They try to deplatform. you know, thank God, uh, we've been able to find ways around this through websites and through podcasts. 
and other different ways that we can continue to speak the message. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Well, it turns out they're now threatening the domain names. And how do I know that? Well, I recently had a cyber attack on rmntnews.com. And it just so happened to be the day that I put up, actually the day after, that I put up an article that basically showed a ton of the evidence that to all the voter fraud in 2020. And, you know, we put links on there. And I don't, many of you have probably seen the article. Maybe some of you haven't, but it's on rmntnews.com. Well, I wake up the next day. And I had a huge cyber attack and the whole site was down and praise God, I had somebody that was very helpful in getting it back up in record time because they have worked in this area and this this is their expertise or their skill set. And uh, they've worked with the you know government, different things. And so they're very, very good at restoring the website. So they got it back up and praise God, we were only down for about a half a day. But uh, a lot of people wrote me in that time. I was like, what happened to Remnant News? You know, and they didn't get ToddCoconado.com. But I thought I was good because... We had already moved rmntnews.com to a private server. So I was like, how, how could I get attacked? I'm on a private server. Well, I found out through these people that I, I call them white hat hackers. That just means they're good guys. They're, they're not really hackers. I guess they're hackers. I don't know. But, um, you know, they're, they're not out there doing nefarious things. They're out there trying to help and help us. Uh, but what I found out is, is that the government, and now this wasn't the case with rmntnews.com, at least not yet, hopefully never in Jesus' name, uh, but they can now take the domain name and just completely take away your website. They've done this uh, in the past with certain uh, bad sites like uh, backs, I think it was backpage.com and maybe a few others where they've taken the page down or they've taken the website down, but they can use that same technology and that same ability as the government to shut down opposing voices. And so we may see, in fact, I would say probably very likely in the near future, especially if we continue down the path that we're on right now, which is this Orwellian path of censorship. Uh, and of course, the Biden quote unquote administration doesn't help. I mean, they're obviously against free speech and against the right to bear arms and against many of our other constitutional rights, by the way. Um, but so this is what they're probably going to be doing is they're probably going to be taking down websites at some point. And so we always have to stay one step ahead of them. Uh, there is uh, an alternative web that's being created. Uh, there's also certain ways that you can get around, even if they take down the domain name. And we're going to get to that. In fact, we're working on that now. So if you ever wonder, you know, if you're if you're helping us, uh, you know, you're really able to set us, uh, you know, into the next century here in the next couple of years where we're going to continue to be able to speak truth. We have to be thinking ahead and being agile all the time because of the level of attack. And this is all, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just because a pastor wants to tell you the truth. And I'm not the only one by any means. There's plenty of other people that are out there that are standing for truth and also under this type of persecution because that's really what it is, censorship. And they don't want you to know this stuff. So I'm going to read the scripture here about the mark of the beast. You can find it in Revelation chapter 13, verse 11. Here's what it says. It says, Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. I'm going to stop real quick there because have you noticed all the dragons in the kids' toys and Disney, all the movies that they make about dragons? Yeah, take note, Christian parents. Just take note because dragons are demonic and uh, pray about it. Pray about it because should our kids really be watching films with dragons and playing with toys with dragons when literally in the book of Revelation, it talks about the dragon, the, what the dragon stands for, by the way? So I'm going to start again. The second beast, it uh, starts in uh, chapter 13, verse 11. And then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like the lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. 
It exercises all authority of the first beast. And by the way, if you want to read about the first beast, you can go to the uh, beginning of chapter 13. In its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to the earth in front of the people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on the earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and make cause those who would not worship. I'm sorry. And, and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or on the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let those, uh, so it says, let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of man and his number is 666. So we already know, you know, uh, it's going to be on the on the hand or on the forehead, right? And we're seeing the technology now where they obviously have these chips and you can put the chip inside the hand and it would allow you to be scanned. And we're already noticing when we go to the stores, have you noticed they'll say, put your chip in, you know, put your chip card in. They've been saying this for a while and we've been talking about that RFID chip for a long time, but I don't think anybody really, um, you know, with this whole vaccine passport nonsense that they're trying to roll out and now i guess the biden administration is looking into it well we we investigated the vaccine passport we told you how many weeks ago that there were three companies that already had the platform made and that the um the airline industry had all bought into it they all said they were going to use it so uh kind of interesting the biden administration i call it the quote unquote administration is is looking into vaccine passports now meanwhile uh vaccine passports where are they where are they located well on your phone through an app, technology. So is this the actual mark of the beast? Well, I know some people have said it is. I don't think that it is yet. I think everybody will know pretty clearly. Uh, Christians should, though, have their sermon alarm bells ringing. You know, we can see, ah, this looks like the technology that they might use. So again, all these things in and of themselves are just kind of interesting data points. Of course, we always look back to the word of God. It's amazing that the word of God is exactly right. It's never been proven wrong. Not one jot or tittle. That's what just drives them absolutely nuts with all their science and big government and all the things that they worship. Nothing in the Bible has ever been proven wrong, ever. In fact, it just keeps getting validated. And that's why I like to talk about these things because we're watching the Bible come to life and we need to be watchmen on the wall. We need to know what's going on. So let's just put this all into perspective here. So I talked about the Internet of Things, talked about the connectivity, and you know I mentioned the monetary system. So let's bring this all into full circle here. They need a system, something that is so intelligent. So they have these quantum computers, which they're already using. There's already a couple of quantum computers that work, and they're, they're highly intelligent computers. These computers are probably beyond, I mean, I wouldn't say beyond the human brain because honestly, the human brain is pretty remarkable, but they're certainly trying and they're certainly trying to outsmart humanity. And they're trying to say that there's going to be this point where the computer is basically outsmart humans and they're going to eclipse, you know, humans and eventually they're going to be, uh, you know, taking over. That's, that's what they want. This transhumanism, transhumanism. So look into transhumanism. They want to, they want to connect humans to 
this global brain type of, uh, when I say global brain, I just mean the internet, uh, you know, the 5G network, the internet of things. They want to connect us to that and, um, and have it be part of this system. Uh, there's a word they call it ubiquitous uh, system. And, and so this is what they want us to do is to eventually be able to connect and, and they could read our thoughts and they could download things. And I think Elon Musk kind of talked about this, but let, let's think about this from a biblical perspective when we read that scripture in Revelation and the fact that it says no one will be able to buy or sell unless they have the mark. And now we're looking at the technology. It's staring us directly in the face. I mean, it's like literally here. And they're talking about vaccine passports. And so I think we need to be sounding some type of alarm on this. I think Christian pastors should be talking about this. Christians should be thinking about this. And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just, again, we're watchmen on the wall. We're watching the Bible come to life before our eyes. I also believe there's going to be a great harvest. I also believe, uh, you know, many things. The Lord is going to come back. You know, so all the good stuff, you know, we're going we're to rule and reign with Christ for eternity. You know, as long as you are, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that means you've accepted Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior because there's no way to the Father except through the Son. So you got to accept him in your heart. You got to turn from your sin. You got to repent. doesn't mean you're sinless. It means you've turned from a lifestyle of sin and you're doing your best to live for Christ and be like him and, and follow his word, follow his ways. So, you know, l- let's connect it to the monetary system now. So you got the Internet of Things. You got the 5G network, which is going to, you know, basically uh, you know, give the Internet of Things the ability to do what it's intended to do because they needed a faster uh, speed. So 5G is what, it, you know, they, they're setting up all over the world. And this is a true revolution, by the way. I mean, this is a big leap from where we've been previously. This 5G technology is going to change everything. And uh, it's a game changer. Even in the tech world, they're, they're saying it's a game changer. And they're putting these satellites all around the world so that even if you're in uh, places that uh, before didn't even have the internet, you're going to leapfrog past that. And now you're going to have full connectivity. So the whole world will have this connectivity. And, and so, uh, you know, when, let me just give you a little history of the, of the monetary system as, as it stands. So there was something called the Brenton Woods Agreement. Brenton Woods Agreement. And before the Brenton Woods Agreement, which was in the 1940s, uh, the British pound sterling was the global reserve currency, the British pound sterling. And there was the British Empire, very, very powerful empire. Uh, I remember South Africa was part of the British Empire. Um, You know, at one point, uh, you know, Australia, you know, you got parts, you know, all all over the world. There was different parts uh, of the British Empire, the former British Empire. And, uh, And then what happened was, you know, the World Wars and World War II, and America, because we didn't have really a war going on in our soil, we were in much, you know, kept intact. We were in much better shape than Europe that had been bombed and uh, decimated by all the, you know, the, uh, the bombings that had occurred on almost every country out there. I mean, France had been conquered. We liberated France. Uh, the UK had, you know, a tremendous amount of bombs that had hit, you know. So they needed to have a, a reset at that point, a monetary reset. Does that sound familiar? And so they did. They, they put the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency, dethroning the British pound sterling. And uh, for many, many years, and by the way, it was, it was backed by gold. And so all the way up until Richard Nixon, the U.S. dollar was the global reserve currency. It was backed by gold. And then uh, Richard Nixon, during the Nixon administration, uh, they needed to, he said, we have to combat the speculators. You know, we have to protect the dollar from the speculators. And so they took the dollar off the gold standard, and what they did was Kissinger went over to the Middle East and made a deal with the OPEC nations in Saudi Arabia. 
And the U.S. government said, we'll protect you with our military, but you have to sell your oil in U.S. dollars. So every country had to buy their oil uh, from their denomination to U.S. dollar to oil. They could not buy with their own currency. It had to go through the U.S. dollar. And so the U.S. dollar was the global reserve currency, and they just shifted it from being the gold-backed currency to the petrodollar. They call it the petrodollar system, which happened during the Nixon administration. And most of us, our entire life, have lived under this system. Either the, you know, if you're a little bit older, uh, you lived under the U.S. dollar being the global reserve currency. If you remember the Nixon administration, and if you recall, um, there there were some problems uh, during the Carter years, soon after with the gas lines. And remember all that? Well, that that was all part of this transition that was taking place uh, from a monetary system that went from being back from gold to being backed by oil. And we've lived in that they call it the King Dollar period where the hegemony, the dollar, the U.S. dollar, is the global reserve currency. And that's where we still live even today, but there's a lot of cracks in the ceiling. And, of course, the debt is just unbelievable. It's trillions and trillions of dollars. It just keeps getting more and more. I mean, under the Obama administration, they literally doubled the U.S. debt from every U.S. president before him. Just in one eight-year period, he doubled the U.S. debt. And, uh, of course, then we now have the quote-unquote pandemic, and we've just seen debt just skyrocket. But I think... They need to keep printing money to keep the dollar um, basically still as the global reserve currency because they, we've reached a hockey stick moment uh, when it comes to uh, you have to have a certain amount of dollars in circulation. You have to keep the system pumped. And they did quantitative easing one, quantitative easing two, quantitative easing three, and so on and so forth during the 2008 crisis, if you recall that. And so we've been in basically uh, an economic crisis since 2008 maybe even a little bit before that, it has not been rectified. The fundamentals of the market have never been really fixed. And all they keep doing is printing, printing, and quantitative, quantitative easing and doing all types of monetary policy in order to keep the system going. But we did reach a precipice, and especially with the pandemic. Now, the pandemic, or the quote-unquote pandemic, I believe is part of, if you look at the, uh, the, the, um, the they're called the Rockefeller Papers, and they talked about, having some type of pandemic in order to usher in. They needed a big event. I believe if President Trump hadn't won in 2016, that we would have probably gone to war with North Korea or Russia under a Clinton presidency. I think that was the plan. And they would have blamed uh, the monetary collapse on the war. But since they didn't get their war and President Trump went around making peace with all the countries and met with uh, Kim Jong-un in person in the DMZ, and really was a breakthrough president, they didn't get their war, so they went to plan B, which I believe was already written in the Rockefeller Papers, uh, talking about the pandemic, and they had, you know, event 201, which was a, um, you know, practice right before with the same players, including the Gates clan, uh, you know, Fosse and friends, and so this was all planned, ladies and gentlemen. They don't want you to know this, but this was all planned, and they needed this to, to, to initiate a monetary reset where the world would go into a digital currency. Why do they need a digital currency? They don't want paper currency anymore. And they're probably going to use the excuse, well, the dollars, you know, they, they carry diseases or criminals use them. And so we want to be able to switch into this new digital currency. So you'll see something where, you know, the U.S. Treasury is already talking about this. The Fed's talking about this, uh, a digital currency. So they're, they're going to, you know, launch this. And uh, I think that's the beginning of the end of paper dollars. You're not going to see pretty soon people will stop accepting paper dollars and it's all going to be digital. And then they're going to be able to track every single thing you buy and sell. 
Now, is it all starting to kind of, you know, are you seeing what I'm talking about here now? So I know it's complicated, and that's why I say get a paper and a pen and really study and research this. And I know not a lot of people are talking about it, and I wish I could have like a PowerPoint in front of me right now and, you know, answer your questions as they come. But I'm trying to stimulate your brain to think about this. And, and I know you're very intelligent people and you're remnant warriors, and probably a lot of you have already thought about this, but I'm trying to articulate it and put it into a podcast here so that we can actually talk about this and say, yeah, we're actually really close to this whole thing. And so when they're censoring people and they're deplatforming people, and then there was a, a gentleman out in uh, New Jersey who decided to keep his, it was the Atlas gym, he decided to keep his uh, gym open. Do you recall that? And uh, during the coronavirus, when, the, when they were trying to tell him, you know, you had to close down, he said, no, he refused. And they actually seized his bank account, his business bank account with over a hundred something thousand. I think it was 180,000 or something like that. And they seized the account just because he uh, had opened and he wouldn't shut down. He wouldn't, he, he refused to, to, to bow down to their draconian tyrannical ordinances. And so they seized his money. And that got me thinking because I've already seen this in a number of cases. So I talked about seizing the domain. They can do that. We talked about seizing people's money. They can obviously do that. And now we're talking about a digital currency. And let me put something else into the mix. It's called the social credit score. Social credit score. And the social credit score has already been happening in China where every citizen has a credit score their social credit. Not, not, I'm not talking about your, your credit like we have a credit score here in the United States, we know with Equifax and you know, TransUnion and all that. I'm talking about a social credit score, meaning your behaviors change your social credit score. And if you're someone like me, who's out here publicly showing everybody what's going on, yeah, they're going to try to censor me. But guess what else they're going to do? Through the corporations, they're going to start using this social credit here in the United States. And they're going to say, you can't buy or sell. You can't uh, you know, have a voice. You have to be deplatformed. So they're already socially conditioning us because on social media, we have to be careful now what we say or they'll blow up our account and they'll deplatform us. And so we have to kind of skirt around, be careful, be careful the way we post things. And so I even live under this you know, uh, regime where I have to kind of be careful because I don't want to, and it's also dangerous, by the way. You know, They're not only uh, threatening taking down your, your, your platform and your ability to speak freely to the public, but it also is actually putting you in physical danger because people target you and they encourage that. And I haven't even talked about how I've been driving through these U.S. cities and I'm telling you guys, they, this, the crime has skyrocketed. It's unbelievable. I mean, there's so many places that feel unsafe now and I'm a pretty savvy guy that, you know, I know how to fight. You know, and back in the day, I got in plenty of fights as a young man before I became a Christian. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a skilled fighter. I mean, I say that truthfully, but I'll tell you, I mean, you know what? Uh, I'm in my 40s now and I'm in certain cities and I'm just like, this is dangerous. This is, da and it wasn't like that. I mean, only a few years ago. So, you know, they're defunding these police. So all these things are working in tandem. And I'm, again, I'm not here to scare you, but th this is what we're up against. And so we need to continue to fight back. The, the Lord says, occupy until he comes. That means we don't bow down. We don't cower. We don't go inside our houses and close our shades and our windows and just wait to be raptured. We need to occupy. That means we need to be agile and we need to understand what's going on. We need to be able to inform the states and push back. Just like these vaccine passports in Orange County, a bunch of patriots showed up. We pushed back. And guess what? They tabled it. 
And, uh, you know, and it, they didn't just, you know, say they're never going to do it, but at least for now they're not. And now the Biden administration is coming out saying, yeah, we're going to look into vaccine passports. Well, of course you are. We already knew you were going to. We could have told you that two months ago when we studied the platforms and we, and we found out that there's three that was already made. So I've been talking about this stuff and, and, you know, they call me conspiracy and they call me, oh, that MAGA pastor and what, call me whatever you want. Literally call me whatever you want, because I have a really good track record. I'm well read. And the things that I'm talking about, not only are they in the Bible, but they're also able to be investigated and looked into if you really want to do your due diligence. And everything I'm saying, there's a link for, there's an article for, there's a story for, there's a website for, there's people that are putting it right on their own websites. They just are betting and hedging their bets that you're just going to listen to the mainstream corporate media and you're going to listen to the sports stars and the Hollywood stars and that's it. That's where you're going to get your information from as we're a little frog boiling, you know, in a, in a, in a pot, just boiling. And uh, that's what's happening. So so today, you know, we, we kind of broke down. So I talked about the uh, monetary system and the Brenton Woods agreement. And so we're at the end, what I think, the end of the U.S. dollar. Now, it could go for another 10 years. It could go for another two years. It could go for another couple months. But, you know, if I were to make a guess, and this is just my opinion, it's not going to go much longer because I think we're in a transition right now. They wanted to push through the Great Reset. Uh, I believe they're getting pushback by people like myself and others that are exposing their plans. And that's making it a little bit harder for them to roll this out because people are waking up and they're pushing back. But eventually, at some point, they're going to want to put us on a system where they're going to be able to control what we buy or sell. And I think that's within the next maybe 10 years or less, I think we could see that. Uh, because the technology is now here. We're seeing how it could roll out and we're knowing that we're at the end of the dollar age. And so there's going to be some type of shift or change soon. And I know a lot of people out there talking about Nasera and Jacera, but you know, we don't know that that's necessarily going to be the case. And even if that was the case, we don't even know if that'll actually be a good thing. It might be a bad thing. But a lot of people are talking about a debt jubilee and going into some type of positive uh, monetary system. And they say that Trump and the Patriots are working on that and that that's what they had planned. And maybe, maybe they do. I know President Trump was trying to, uh, you know, stop the Great Reset and I believe initiate, you know, a positive system where maybe even the U.S. dollar could be backed by gold again and we could go, you know, we get rid of the Fed and actually have real money and not have a fiat currency. But there's a lot of variables right now. And of course, I'm always hoping for the best and praying and believing for the best, but we have to be educated on these factors. So this, this is the monetary system podcast where we understand that the system for the mark of the beast is within range. Uh, they definitely have plans. Some of these things that we're seeing now are what I think are precursors like the vaccine passport and others. You know, there's some companies where the employees have already got an RFID chip in their arm and they're using it to gain entry into a building. Um, we know that the chip technology on our credit cards right now is uh, definitely uh, something that we should be concerned about. So look at these things like this. It's not for us to be afraid. It's not for us to be fearful. It's not for us to cower. It's not for us to back down. It's for us to be informed, know how to pray, know how to be watchmen on the wall, to understand the lateness of the hour, but just also to understand how real our God is and how real the word of God is. And the fact is, is that he chose us to live in this particular time period. He knew exactly what he was doing. God does not make mistakes, by the way. He knew that we needed to be alive in this particular period of time and that we're going to be willing to stand and that we're going to be willing to inform others and break them out of the lies and the deception of this hour and break them out of the demonic agenda of the globalists and the elites and the shadow government and all those people. They're basically just working for Satan. And we have the light. We have the life. 
His name is Jesus Christ. He's the answer. He's the ultimate void filler. We can find joy, peace, rest, answers, security, everything in him. And by the way, eternal life. So there's no reason for us to be afraid. But we shouldn't recognize that the Bible is coming to life before our eyes. And uh, I think it's kind of exciting, even though it's you know very nefarious plan to put us on a, a beast system and the mark of the beast. But hey, the Bible talks about it. And uh, let's continue to pray for more time and that God allows us to walk through a season, which I believe he's going to, of great revival. And uh, I'm still believing that the elections could be, uh, you know, we could see who really won, which we know was Donald Trump by a landslide, that there'll be, uh, you know, breakthrough in that area. We're continuing to pray. We're continuing to work every single day uh, towards exposing the lies, the corruption, the fraud. So keep praying. Don't be discouraged. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We'll be back again next week. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you to those who serve this great nation. We respect you. We honor you. We appreciate you. God bless.